Morning, everyone. It is Thursday, March the 3rd. Last night, Dow up 596 points or 1.79%, rallying from the start, but fading just a little bit into the close. S&P 500 up 1.86%, NASDAQ up 1.62%. European markets all stronger. The Russian-Ukraine conflict continued to dominate the headlines, but the market looked through it a little bit overnight, instead focusing on comments from Fed Chair Jerome Powell, who outlined plans to begin dialing back the Fed's easy money stance in order to combat inflation. But investors particularly liked Powell's downplaying of the likelihood of a larger than expected hike of rates in the March meeting during his testimony. He essentially took the 50 basis point option off the table, which is a fairly significant turnaround from around a month ago when we were sitting at, I think it was about an 86% chance of a 50 basis point rise. 93, got to 92.8 at one point. Yeah, yeah. so it's a fairly significant uh, reversal there. Obviously, uh, there's reasons behind that, but it's good for equities in general. Takes a little bit of pressure off those stocks that have been hammered on valuation concerns and keeps that no other option narrative well and truly in the frame for a while longer. In other news, OPEC Plus delivered no surprise outcomes at its monthly meeting, quickly agreeing to boost production in April by another 400,000 barrels a day. But as Tom mentioned yesterday, that's not a whole lot in comparison to what we're losing out of Russia. Well, yeah, it did nothing to cool prices, which is sort of what their aim is. And so, yeah, not, not many people believe they could probably meet the quota and obviously not doing too much for the price, cooler price actually. Yes, so the price was up another 8% overnight, now up over 20% for the week and obviously stokes the inflation argument a little bit more. Uh, just on that, the 400k barrels, is it's been planned. Like they do it every- Yeah, that hasn't yeah, changed. Yeah, and That's they've been, been doing the same it for quite some time. For a few months. I think it's about 3 million barrels ultimately they're trying to bring back online and they're about a million into it from memory or something like that. So yeah, it's just that standard operating procedure. Very good. Elsewhere, gold was down around a percent. Base metals were mostly higher. Iron ore up a little under half a percent. And coal was up a whopping 35%, backing up its 32% rise yesterday. And does anyone know how much coal is up in the last seven days? Percentage or dollars? Percentage. Or dollars, I'll take either. 60%? Close to 100. 84. It is almost exactly 100. It was $130 last Thursday and it's 259 today. Perfect. Of course, that price does reflect the supply issues after Russian exports being cut off. And Whitehaven Coal this morning is up 9.5%. I think we might hear a little bit more from Chris on Whitehaven in a moment, <laughs> if he can wipe the grin off his face. First thing this morning, we are up 50 points or 0.7%, a little shy of the 69 points that futures were suggesting. Thomas, what's happening today? Thank you, Ben. Not a whole lot going on today. As you alluded to before, energy and miners again pushing higher with commodities jumping overnight. Mineral resources and Woodside both up more than 4% enjoying those commodity moves. Coal stocks again higher with the coal price up as you said 35%. Europe depends on coal for about 14% of its power and gets most of that from Russia. So it's not surprising that everyone's stopping buying Russian coal as well oil. Gold and consumer staples are in negative territory. No corporate events today. Telstra is looking to acquire a majority stake in Fetch TV. Bubs Australia is up more than 2%. They entered a deal with Dai distributor
Twitter, Willis Trading, so they're helping their supply chains, their supply chain issues. And the AACCC has given the green light for the acquisition of Hello World's corporate travel management division by corporate travel management. It's a bit of a tongue twister there. Ex-dividends today, we have Woolworths and Coles, and they're both down around more than 2%. And on the economic front, we have building approvals, new vehicle sales, and international trade data. And for those who missed it, December quarter GDP came in hotter than expected yesterday. Household spending was the key driver for that one. Just looking a little bit further down the track, Friday, we have, or Saturday morning our time, we have jobs numbers in the US. But then, as you said, the Fed have already sort of outlined they're going to raise rates. So it's not going to have that much weight on their decision. And that's about it. Beautiful. Thank you, Tom. Layton, any broker stuff? for us today. Thanks, Ben. Pretty quiet this morning, so it'll be pretty quick. UBS has a big downgrade for Zip. They've downgraded their target price to a dollar from $5.20. It's currently trading at $1.95, so that's a big downgrade there. It is just worth noting, though, that UBS hasn't ever really been too bullish on buy now, pay later stocks. Also, Wise Tech, Morgan Stanley said their first half results were solid and increased its target price 42%, $50. And that's trading at $46. $6.22. That's an 8% increase. And that's trading at $46.22. So the target price is 8% above the current share price there. And the last one, Chalice Mining. Macquarie has an outperform rating and a target price 41% above the current share price. And for those who want to read a good buy, hold, sell article on WiseTech, you can find that in the article section of the newsletter. And who wrote that one, Tom? I have no idea. Someone very intelligent. How recently did you do it, mate? More importantly, it was quite Within recent, two weeks. It? Yeah, good, good one. Well, and Sims today? Sims today. Sims nice one. Another good company worth focusing on. Well done. Very good. Thank you, guys. Chris, I think you have some exciting things to talk uh, about today. Uh, yeah, a little bit on. Uh, so theme Thursday for me, I uh, alluded to this yesterday. Obviously, the energy theme that I launched a couple of weeks ago has done particularly well. There is some luck there. We'll choose my words very carefully. The Russia-Ukraine situation has seen energy prices rise. Uh, I would account that as luck. Certainly, war is not lucky. I'm not saying anything like that. And I would prefer it wasn't the case, but undoubtedly that situation has led to higher oil prices and indeed coal prices. What isn't luck though, is the fact that Ben, you and I do a lot of work on sectors and on the macro themes. And we had identified quite some time ago, materials, energy, and financials as sectors that we thought would do particularly well in the current macro environment. And that has led to uh, me taking the energy theme three weeks ago. And today I'm launching materials as another theme. In In perfect 2020 hindsight, I should have launched materials at the same time as I launched the the energy basket. Just on that energy basket, though, uh, we've got Whitehaven. This is since uh, three weeks ago, as I said, Whitehaven up 30%, obviously benefiting from that huge rise in the coal price. Woodside up 20%. Karoon, Henry's just taken some profits on it. He's done exceptionally well out of it, like I said yesterday. Different scenario for me. I'm a short-term trader. Henry's got different considerations for his portfolio. I added it a couple of days ago in the official trade section. It's been in this basket for a while, and it's up 14%. The one that's lagging, uh, is Ampol. I should never have included that one. But overall, the theme doing quite nicely. Like I said, launching materials today. Check out the newsletter for the stocks that are in there and hopefully that gets the same sort of benefit. One thing I did want to talk about as well is I think there's more juice in materials. I think energy is getting that immediate boost from the situation with Russia and Ukraine and it's seeing a euphoric rise. It's up 20% so far this week and it's likely to peak out at some point and normalize, whereas I think you'll get a more steady increase Incline, the broader commodity basket, and then a broader and more steady incline for materials in general. So energy could boom and bust, whereas I think uh, materials, it would be
be hopefully a little bit more consistent. Um, Chris, just want to touch back on the point you mentioned yesterday. I thought it was a great observation about the typicalness that energy prices typically overshoot and or undershoot as well. So, you know, again, probably going to see that happening. Yeah, well, that's that boom and bust that I was just talking about. So everything is at the back of energy prices at the moment, and oil price in particular. That won't last forever. These things, you know, the, the, the war hopefully will end sooner rather than later, and that would cause an immediate decline in the in the energy price. So that's something that I'm very mindful of, not getting too carried away, and I'll pull the theme, uh, you know, potentially at a moment's notice if the wind changes. Yep. But that's it for me. Thanks, guys. I know, Chris, also, I don't think you mentioned, I saw Santos was his stock of the day, or chart of the day, rather. Oh, yeah, sorry, Santos is chart of the day. Is uh, interesting considering what you've just said about oil. Yeah, so again, me, I'm a, I'm a short-term trader. We've got to remember that. Well, I'm looking for high impact, you know, not in and out in one day, but high impact setups. And Santos is right at the point of breaking out, probably has, well, it has broken out this morning. And so that's a nice momentum play. You might be able to squeeze 5 or 10% out of it. The theme could change tomorrow, though. Again, the war could be over tomorrow. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, it would ruin some trades for me, but it'd be a better outcome for humanity and I'll take that any day of the week. So yeah, that, that's the opportunity this morning with Santos. But again, it will change very quickly. And so you'd be being extra vigilant on that if you were dipping your toes in the water. Yeah, well, I mean, again, me, I'm watching it all day, every day. I mean, I know we all are, but some of our members don't have the ability to sit in front of the screens all day and just would run a pretty tight stop loss as well. Very good. Thank you, Chris. Henry, what's happening up in Sydney today? Thank you, Benjamin. Well, apart from the fact it's raining again, obviously floods very much on our minds at the moment. So I wrote a couple of articles today. I did one for strategy in the SPI section with Marcus away enjoying the sunshine and Marimbula. Also in Henry's take, just in Henry's take, I am taking some profits in Karoon. If I get to 225, which they touch briefly, I'm happy to uh, lob a 1% off that and bring it back to uh, just under 3% weighting. It has been my biggest holding from buying it at a buck. In fact, we actually bought it at 65 cents originally uh, and then sold out around 90 before getting back uh, around 100. I'm going to replace that with 88 which is uh, budding on Monday and they've got a drill campaign going so that could be quite interesting um, it's hard to find actually good quality energy plays in the small cap space but uh, maybe ADAE is one of those also still like long short fund LSF uh, that's still trading at a big discount and talking of floods and wars obviously there is uh, impact from wars and conflicts but I've included the Bloomberg chart there the graphic of what happens typically on some sort of conflict because last night was all about Federal Chief Jerome Powell and 25 basis points rather than 50. There's now actually a 5% chance that we will get no rate rise. Uh, That is now being priced into the market, which is interesting. Uh, Bank of Canada actually went last night with a quarter percent rise. With this uh, big coal bounce as well, of course, commodities generally getting a massive, massive tailwind. Uh, Just to bear in mind before everyone gets really carried away with things like Whitehaven, is that it is absolutely bucketing down in New South Wales. Uh, You obviously not getting that in Victoria. But the last time we saw heavy rains in New South Wales, Whitehaven had their Mools Creek uh, project, their coal, their big coal project, uh, seriously affected in terms of production. So we are seeing those huge rises in Newcastle coal terminal prices, but just be aware that there is potential. I don't know for sure because I'm not up at Mools Creek sitting there in my wellies, but it could disrupt production. And yesterday I did write on something that is a bit of a, a way, a backdoor way to play the coal market is 
through Sol Patterson's, which has a 39% stake in New Hope. Uh, they're up 2.5% today. So that's a sneaky way to play it. The other sneaky way to play it, which we've talked about before, is Tribeca Global, which is up nearly 3% today. Uh, they are trading at a 10% discount to their NTA. Uh, they have big, big investments in uranium and uh, base metals and softs and coal as well. So uh, that is another sneaky way to play it. So it's always good to look at backdoor ways to play it because they tend to lag the headline ways. And, and those sometimes are ones that you miss. Yeah, interesting ways to play it. Apart from that, uh, that's about it, really. Federal Reserve is the, um, as always, the main driver of the markets. Oh, great stuff as always, Henry. Thanks for that. Now, question of the day, gold. Does it still have a place as a safe haven asset? Tom? I well, Thank you, Ben. Great question. I, I think it always will have some element of being a safe haven asset. But also, if I can warp the question into if I like gold, I can't confidently say that I'm a big gold bull. Whilst it is a hedge against inflation, higher rates are just going to destroy that the value that, that it has. And we're going to see higher rates and that's going into the future. Tom? Len? Thanks, Ben. I would think that the current sort of economic environment would really suit gold. And it hasn't seemed to be doing anything too great at the moment. So I feel like it might have lost a little bit of what it sort of used to be. So, yep. Yeah. Nice. Thank you, Leighton. Henry? Gold, very much still a hedge. We've seen that with the flight to safety that we've seen in the last few weeks, even with uh, Ukraine, etc. cetera. Uh, we see it with US Treasuries. We've also recently seen it with, uh, with Bitcoin, although I think that flight to safety there was not the factor. It was more a flight to get some currency from Russian Bitcoin and crypto investors, so slightly different. But gold is definitely a good hedge. Uh, I own gold stocks. Happy to own gold stocks. It is a good hedge. They have leverage when times are troubled. And uh, I know that uh, Tom says that in a rising interest rate environment, that does tend to sap them. But I think we need to put the rising interest rate environment into some sort of perspective. Australian RBA official rates are 0.1 of a percent. In the US, it's 0.25, well, zero to 0.25. In Europe, you're getting paid to put your money in the bank, just about. So rising interest rates is, is certainly does crimp gold. But in the big scheme of things, uh, the last time inflation was around 10%, interest rates, as I've written and talked about before, I was paying 17% on my mortgage. That does hurt gold, but going from a quarter to a half to three quarters to one is going to hurt housing far more than gold. Very good point. And I'll round us out. Chris has just had to step out to a meeting. I think what Henry said is correct. There's still a place for it. But over the last you know, five, 10 years, there's been so many more products come on the market and investment options and ease of accessibility for retail investors to different types of investments. So I think just the- Defensive investments. Yeah, defensive investments, yeah. even and things like Bitcoin, just other options of people. To, it's not so much you got stocks or property anymore. And so I think that uh, just takes a little bit of money that would have previously fallen into gold elsewhere and takes a little bit of shine off, but still has its place. Great. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Yeah.